Good morning. Got a few logistic things that uh, our team is going to be moving some stuff on and off the stage real quick. Move a couple things out of the way. And hopefully they get through that door here in just a second. So just ignore them when they come through. It'll be hard to, because it'll be a little distracting. But just ignore them as much as you can. Like right now, I'm going to point it out, but just ignore them. I've been so excited for this message. Um, it's going to be interesting. So buckle up and hold on a little bit. <laughs> thank you, guys. This should be good right now. Yeah, thank you. So when I went to high school, I uh, kind of made my own style. Basically, like today, is everything goes in terms of style. That's how I operated when I was in high school, when those weren't the rules. Uh, I didn't like fit into one specific social group, and I just kind of floated around from one group to another. And somewhere in the mid-2000s, um, holy jeans got really popular again. I say again, because then it was like not popular, and then it was popular, and then now it's like, I think, again, anything goes. Well, they were starting to get popular, and I did not go to a private school, so I didn't have to wear a uniform. There was really no dress code at my school. And I wanted a pair of ripped jeans, pretty badly. So I took a pair of jeans that I had, and my mom was like, just rip them yourself. I was like, well, that's a pretty good idea, and then I don't have to go buy a pair. But because I'm a little extra in what I do, I put these jeans on our driveway, put cinder blocks on them, and pulled them with my car. <laughs> I scratched them up, I ripped them, I cut them, I drug them behind a car, and I got the job done. They were pretty distressed, like very distressed. They were rags, basically. They were rags and a crotch was about all they were. <laughs> And somewhere along the way, I decided to get creative with them, because that's what I do. And I started having all of my friends sign my pants. Like you would a cast, and everybody signs your cast. I just would have like friends at school, people I met, like the art class. I would like take my pants into, I wasn't in art, but I would like take my pants to the art class, not while wearing them. Um, and I would be like, hey, can you guys like draw stuff on these? And people would sign them, they would draw pictures. They started getting ripped, and the holes started to grow. So I had to start patching them and putting all these patches on them to cover the holes. Um, and they were pretty sweet pants. They, uh, they got a lot of comments everywhere I went, but it was more so like everybody was like, wow, that's really cool. Like, it's like everybody you've ever met is wearing it's like on your pants and had really cool artwork and patches. Pretty sure that they were the exact pants I was wearing when Candace and I met. Uh, Jeff said he's got a picture of me in these pants somewhere. <laughs> so they were, they were a little extra. But you could say all of the artwork, all of the signatures, all of the patches, that they became a new creation. 
Or if you think about like a biker vest, um, and they start putting patches on their vests. Maybe it's the club that they're in. Maybe it's the bikes that they like. Maybe it's just something cool slogan that they want. You could say that that becomes a new creation, right? See, that's the point where you guys are going to talk back to me because we're going to have a conversation today. So if you're falling asleep, I need you all to wake up just a little bit because you're going to talk back today, all right? So that would become like a new creation, right? Thank you. Thank you very much. So if you get a jacket and then it gets a hole in the sleeve, you patch it up. It's been remade. It's been made into a new creation. Okay, cool. Thank you. You guys are tracking and you're following me. But I'm also just setting you up because that's what the world says. The world says this is brand new. This is like new. This is a new creation. They may call it art or even style or that patch that got thrown on just adds character. But I want to show you something. Look at Isaiah 55, 8 through 9 with me. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So this wall here. We're going to do a little project together. I built this wall this past week with some scrap wood that I have, that is Mjolnir, um, with some scrap wood that I had and some drywall, and I just built this little wall to show you this example. So we, can we all agree right now this is not a setup, this is a wall, right? Thank you very much. So now we see this awesome wall that was rudimentally put together, and then now all of a sudden it gets a hole in it, okay? Can we all agree there's a hole in it? Thank you. Yeah, so you guys are going to talk today. So if you're falling asleep, wake up. So now we have a hole in it. And then this, there's many ways to fix a hole in a wall. This is the fastest. You can do like the cool method where you put a piece of drywall in there and then you tape around it and all that stuff. I know all these tricks, but I don't feel like doing half of them today. So we're going to do a patch. This is sticky on one side. Mesh, you throw it on, boom, your patch. Thank you, thank you for the clap. Woo. And then what somebody who's working on drywall would do, because you can't just paint this. If you paint this, you're going to see all these lines and everything, and the patch is going to show through. So then you have to get the mud. And you mix up this mud, because this stuff is gross and nasty. And I'm not a drywall worker by any stretch of the imagination. I know electric. But what you have to do is you put the mud on, and then you smooth it over. And you go over the whole entire patch. Because you have to cover everything that's there. So you go over this, and you patch this all up. And if you really want to know the right way, because I'm also just going to give you some home improvement steps right now, you do a really light skim coat on top, 
okay? Real light skim coat, sand it kind of fine down, and then you go back over it one more time, and then sand it ever so lightly with just a sponge, and then you can paint over it. So if you're looking at this patch now, here's what I want to ask you. Okay, this was just a patch kit. Is this a new wall? It's the same old wall. It's just been fixed. So that's the same exact wall that was already there. Had a hole in it. It's just been fixed. Same thing if you get a flat tire. Anybody here ever got a flat tire before? Okay. They have a patch repair kit. You just plug it, puts a piece of rubber in it, and then you're good to go. That's the same tire. It just now has been patched. In fact, I would argue you've made that more vulnerable. It's the same wall, but now it's more vulnerable. A patched piece of clothing, that torn jacket we talked about, it's now more vulnerable because now you have more single points of failure all the way around that patch where it was at. All of these have been repaired, just fixed. See, I'm going to give you a message today that I want you to really think about and not turn me off after I say this. God doesn't want to fix you. It sounds weird because we pray for that. We've prayed for that. We've asked for that. The world thinks of fixing. God doesn't want to fix you. God didn't fix you. And God doesn't fix you because he's not in the fixing business. I don't know how you're going to receive that, but you need to know God doesn't want to fix you. Let's take a look real quick at Matthew 9, 16 and 17. Besides, who would patch old clothing with new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth leaving an even bigger tear than before. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the old skins would burst from the pressure, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine is stored in new wineskins so that both are preserved. Okay, can you throw the first part of that up again? Who would patch old clothing with new cloth? The new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth. It's more vulnerable. You can't patch stuff just for your fix. In my job, my day-to-day -day job, all about fixing stuff, fixing forklifts and doors and dock levelers and batteries. On the side, I flip houses. That's why you got that sweet drywall demonstration. Um, I fix stuff all the time. I'm all about fixing things from a worldly perspective, but God doesn't want to fix you. Look at Noah's Ark. Did God say, you know what? I'm going to go down there, and I'm going to start fixing it one thing at a time. No, God said, you guys are terrible. Starting anew. Jesus said, tear down this temple, and in three days I will rebuild it. Jesus was resurrected he wasn't fixed to be alive again. He didn't die, and then God's like, you know what? Let me go back down there. Let me repair his heart. No, he was resurrected and brought back in a new heavenly body. See, the world thinks fix things. 
This is how our mind thinks. You see a shirt on a shelf. We're going to do a shopping illustration. Heather, this is for you. This is how the world thinks. You go, you see a shirt on a shelf. It's in the back. It's in the discounted section, scratch and dent, minor flaws, maybe ripped. It's sold as is. So it's marked down. And we think, I can buy that shirt and I can fix it. I can sew that button back on or I can fix that broken stitch, whatever that may be. Maybe it's just, oh, you know what? I can put that pocket back where it needs to be. I've heard pastors preach that before, that God comes to buy you as is because he's going to fix you, because he can put those buttons back on, and that he's buying us from the as is section, flaws and all, and fixes us. And that's true, but he doesn't fix you, because that's not how God works. God doesn't want to fix you. God found you on that as is shelf, just like we talked about. He found you damaged. He wants to buy the shirt. But instead of fixing you, you're the shirt. He takes the shirt and makes it new. He doesn't patch it. He doesn't take it and just sew a button back on. He takes it down, unthreads the entire thing, and remakes the whole shirt, every single thread, as a whole new thing. He may use the same pieces. He may use the same materials. You are still you. But you're turned into a new creation. Look at 2 Corinthians 5.17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. The old has gone and the new has come. See, too much, I've heard it, and we think like the world. Man, I'm just, I just need God to fix me. I just need God to fix this. I just need this fixed. We think God bought us on clearance to fix us. But he remakes us into a new creation. See, think about this too, because there's more to it. This is what the world said. If you are this shirt, okay? Everybody's a shirt now. Thanks for following along. The world said, here's this damaged item. This item has been used. It's been abused. It's been damaged. It's broken. It's ripped. It's scratched. It's hurt. Maybe it's been used and abused and by multiple people. Broken a time or two. The world said, here's this damaged item for sale on clearance, I'm selling it as is at this discounted price. And God said, that's what I want. You are what I want. He picked up that damaged item that's marked 75% off and said, I know this thing. It's for sale at a discounted price. But I'm going to pay full price for this. See, God paid the full price. He didn't discount die. Did Jesus die 50% off? Did God say, you know what? I'm going to sacrifice 25% of Jesus today because that's what this is worth to me. 
No. His death wasn't a bargain bin price. He paid full price for you, even though you were only worth the discounted price. God paid full price, and then he said, and you know what, I'm not going to fix it. Instead, I'm going to take this shirt. I'm going to rip it down to the threads, and I'm going to remake this into a brand new shirt. All the errors, all the damage, all of the abuse that was there is gone. And here's the thing, too. Some of you, just missing a button. That's all you had. Worn a couple times, popped a button off, 25% off. Some of you got drugged behind a car on cinder blocks. You're ripped, you're shredded, you're stained, you're patched. They're giving you away. And God still walked in there. And he said, I don't care if it's missing a button. I'm going to rip it down to the threads and remake it. I don't care if the only thing left is one square of fabric. I'm going to rip it down to the threads and remake it into something new. It could have been a shredded cloth, an old garage rag, whatever it is. He's going to rip it down and make it brand new. Paying full price as if it was the top shelf most expensive item in the store. Doesn't matter the state of disrepair. From the smallest to the biggest, he remade it. And you see, that's what's hard for people to grasp. It doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. The world has a hard time grasping this. Even Christians, if you ask some people, they're like, I don't get it, but I just know what happened. You know why he did it? Because he loves us. It's the most simplest thing. And we don't understand it. We can't wrap our minds around it. It's hard for us to think about it. Look at it again, Isaiah 55. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than yours, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Imagine if you went into a store. In fact, this would be a great video if somebody were to make this. Imagine you went into a store, and my wife has trained me well, you go right back to the clearance section. Yeah. Sometimes there's a damage section, online only returns. When I buy cabinets for flipping houses, some stores have a scratch and dent section where just in the shipping process, it got a little nick on it, so they mark it down. It's the display model. Imagine going into one of those stores, going all the way into the back, seeing the discount and saying to that cashier, see, this thing was cost $500 and you've marked it down to $100. Can I pay $500 today? And they're going to look at you like something is wrong with you. Like, can I pay $500 for this one? But not just this one. I want the whole section. I want every one of them that's back there. And I want to pay the full MSRP on these. 
I want to pay the full price on every single one of these that I can see. And then God said, and you would say to this cashier, but guess what? I see these scratch and these dents on it. I'm going to take it apart. I'm not just going to put wood filler on it and stain it and throw it back up there. No, I'm going to take the whole thing apart. I'm going to take it down to the particle fibers that make this up. And I'm going to make this into a brand new cabinet that you will never, ever, ever be able to see what happened to it. I'm not going to fix it because you know what? Fixing's too easy. Fixing is a worldly solution. I've got a message for some of you today. You've got to stop patching yourself. Patching yourself, as I said, is a worldly thing. Fixing yourself, trying to go get fixed. It's a worldly solution. Stop patching yourself. Now before anybody twists my words and take them out of context, I do believe there are things in our lives, healings, mental issues, pain, that stuff does need to be fixed. I got a mug right here. This is my wife's mug. I specifically asked her if I could use it this morning. That says, it's okay to have Jesus and a therapist too. So don't twist my words. There are things that need to be worked on. But when it comes to the spiritual aspects in our lives, God makes you a new creation. And just trying to get by, patch yourself, oh man, this happened to me, I'm just going to throw a patch on it. Oh man, I got hurt again, I'm just going to throw a patch on it. Thinking you can just fix it and patch it and move on all on your own. Then we may end up looking like this piece of drywall over here. Because you see, from the front, when you patch drywall and then paint it, it looks perfect. But then if you come over here from the side and look at it, you can see the bumps. You can see the imperfections. I mean, right now, that, this may not look perfect from back there. But when it's painted, it looks perfect. But from the side, you can see the imperfections. You can see the bumps. You start throwing patches on clothing. You can see exactly where those are. Stop trying to fix yourself. Stop just throwing it on just to keep yourself warm. Oh no, cold air's getting in over here. Let me throw this patch on. God wants to take that bumpy drywall and make it brand new. God wants to take your ripped up jacket and make it brand new. I don't know where you are today, but when God gave me this illustration, all I kept seeing again and again was love. Just love. Just a love story. Who goes into a store? You got to really love that shirt to buy it damaged. I've, bought, I've specifically bought clothes before that I really loved knowing they were damaged. Like, oh, I hope nobody can see this flaw on it. But God buys it going, I really love that shirt and I don't care that it's damaged because I'm going to make it better. 
He wants to remake you. He even wants to remake what you have already tried to fix. You know, if we're saved, if you study your Bible, you know this verse. I don't have it loaded, so don't worry about it. But it says, His mercies are new every day. He can make you a new creation every single day. If you're not saved and you've been operating in this mode of just patching yourself, the fact that God paid full price for you doesn't make any sense. It's just because of love. The verse every single person in this room has probably at least heard once in their life before. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. John 3.16. That's all that is. It's a love story. Here's something else I want to add in. Maybe you're a Christian. Maybe you're not. Maybe you thought you were but you doubt where you're at. Maybe you believe, but you struggle. If I'm a Christian, why do I feel this way? If I'm a Christian, why do I struggle with this? You see, sometimes God can step in and make a change in an instant. We've all heard stories before. Somebody who struggled with an addiction and immediately God touched their lives and it was gone. And then we've heard the story of the person who struggled with addiction and struggled with that till the very day that they die. Both of them sold out believers for Christ. And so we wonder, man, that's hard. We'll pray, God, take away this desire. Give me this healing. Change this mindset. Sometimes it's a journey. You're not waiting on God. He's usually waiting on you. Paul even said he had a thorn in his side. I have situations in my life that I have to remind myself daily. I've got to learn to forgive these people, to grow in this area, to change this habit. God can do anything, but he will do what's his will. So remember that, because tearing down and making new can be a process. Sometimes it's right away. Get this now. The process is done. Sometimes you've got to get used to being a new creation. You know that feeling, right? So I just got a new promotion at work, and I have to get used to I'm not doing the same thing I used to do. I'm talking about different things in this role. I'm dealing with different customers in this role. Or maybe you remember your first day of high school, or your first day at college, your first day in a new job. You're like, I can't believe I'm here right now. This is crazy. If you're married, the first day you married, and you wake up and you're like, I cannot believe I'm married right now. Sometimes you have to get used to that feeling of being a new creation. God has given you what you need, made you new, but you have to get used to what that new is. Because you've spent so long as this beat up, damaged item, 
And all of a sudden, you're a brand new item that got paid full price for. That's hard to get used to. You were this dirty, ripped up garage rag. Now you're the $10,000 item of clothing. You were worthless, and now you're worth everything. That's something new to get used to, don't you think? That's a hard mindset to break. I'm worthless. I'm broken. I'm damaged. And now you're like, I'm not. You got to learn how to operate in that. You can't just ignore it. You can't sweep things under the rug and pretend it didn't happen. No, the exact opposite, actually. Because, see, when you were damaged and you were this broken item, that's your identity. And now God said, I've made you a brand new creation. So now that you're this new creation, do you ignore the dirty rag that you were? Do you never talk about it again? Do you hide it away and you say, yeah, we're not going to talk about that that I was. We're not going to talk about how I got so filthy and ripped up and damaged. Because look at me now, I'm new. You're just going to ignore that? You're going to do the exact opposite. And that's how you learn to operate in this new creation. You can't pretend it didn't happen. You know what got you beat up in the first place. So now you use caution when you need to. If you're walking through a hallway and you tear your shirt on a wall, there's a nail sticking out and you tore your shirt. If you walk by that exact same hallway again, you're going to look out for that nail. So you learn to operate. You got a brand new shirt on now. And you're thinking, oh, you know what? There's that nail. Let me move away. Let me keep walking. You have to learn to operate as this new creation now. You remember what got you here. You use your experience to grow and to learn. And here's the best part. Well, for some people, it's the worst part. You declare it. What got you here, but then what got you here? You can't, you can't say, I'm a new creation. People will be like, okay, what were you before? Because if you just saw a brand new shirt, You'd be like, oh, wow, that's a nice new shirt. You wouldn't think, oh, I wonder what that used to be. This new shirt means so much more when you know what it was. This new shirt means everything when you know what it was over here. Then you start looking at it and you're like, I came from that. I was drugged behind the car. I got ripped up and shredded and patched and shredded and patched and shredded and patched. And the next thing I know, I'm a brand new creation. I know what got me there, and now I know what got me here. And you better talk about it. You better tell everybody about it. Because if nobody knows about it, what was the point? You know God loves you. You know he did it for you. But are you going to hide it? I was made this new creation. Don't tell anybody. I'm this new creation. 
all these new creations sitting around. Unfortunately, that's become a lot of Sunday mornings. Maybe not in this one. Maybe. Maybe at other churches. A whole bunch of brand new shirts. Nobody knows their new shirts. Bunch of brand new shirts sitting next to dirty shirts. Nobody knows the difference. That makes me break. So what's the point of it? What's the point of God making you brand new, paying full price for you, and he's already told you, I want to do this for everybody. And you're like, cool, thanks for making me new. You left all these broken shirts behind. Do they want to be made new? You better declare it. Because God made you a new creation. It is in his eyes like that never happened. You're forgiven, you're free, you're brand new. But you cannot pretend it didn't happen. You declare it. You declare what God did for you and how he made you new. I don't know where you are today. I can tell you, God gave me this message a couple months ago. And I was like, wow, thank you, God. This is amazing. And I think every single Sunday for months, I've added something new to it. I've taken something different away. And every single time I've read it over, a new thing has jumped out at me or a deeper understanding of what it means. I don't know where you are, but I want to know how our church can pray for you. So, we talked about next weekend, the Wake America 365 is coming. And we're going to take some time on Saturday to get some training. We're going to try to tell people how we became this new shirt. Because that's hard. I told you, it's hard to learn how to operate when you've been that this whole time. Saturday, we're going to learn how to do that. Saturday, we're going to start telling some old shirts how they can be new shirts. And we're going to tell new shirts how they can tell others that they're new shirts. And we're going to tell new shirts that we've seen out there, those brand new shirts that are already covered in patches because they forgot that they were new. So today, I don't know where you are, but I want to know how we can pray for you. I don't need you to raise your hand. You can come to the altar, you can not come to the altar. All up to you. But I just have a few questions. Ask yourself, do you need to stop patching yourself? Do you need to stop throwing a patch on and saying, I'm ready to go? 
So you need to stop putting it in your own hands and trying to fix it. Do you need to remember that you're a new creation? You're not that old shirt anymore. So do you need to learn how to operate in that? Have you been made new? God has come in and changed you and made you new. So do you need to now learn how to operate as this new shirt, as this new creation? Or maybe, maybe you're still this broken shirt. Maybe you're still this ripped up rag. You thought you were new, you weren't. Or you never knew what new was. And you realize you want to be that new shirt. You hear that story of how God took the damaged as-is item 75% off and said, I'm going to pay full price for it. I'm going to make it a brand new creation. And you're sitting on the shelf going, pick me too. Pick me off the shelf because I'm tired of being on the shelf. Will you guys pray with me? Lord Jesus, I ask that you just take over right now. that you take over in this room in people's minds and in their hearts staying in prayer I want everybody right now search your heart ask God to search your heart Okay, keep praying. I have two questions. I said I wasn't going to ask you to raise your hand or anything, but now, now I have to. Because um, i got to know how I'm going to pray. So everybody praying. I want to know if you're a new creation, but you got to learn how to operate as one. You know, you know God, you know that. You know, I'm a new creation, but I don't know how to do this. Raise your hand so I know how to pray for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord Jesus, God, I pray for those who are raising their hand that they know, they know, God, that they know you. They know that they have been made a new creation, but they're so confused on how to walk this out. They're so used 
to be in a damaged item that they don't know what it looks like to be new. How to tell others that they're new. How to walk in being a brand new item because they just keep remembering their damage. God, I pray right now that you will speak into their hearts and into their minds and remind them that they've been made new. And you know what? They're going to remember that damage. They may not forget it because they'll learn from it and they'll know how to not be damaged again. I pray, God, that any of them will stop trying to fix themselves, to patch themselves, and they will go to you each and every day to be made into a brand new creation. I pray that you will guide them every step, speak into their hearts, whisper to their minds, God, and let them know they are loved. They are no longer damaged. They are brand new. Help them walk this out every day. Give them the bravery, Lord, when they need help, to turn to you, to ask you. When they need guidance, to turn to spiritual mentors and leaders and ask them to not be afraid to ask for prayer, to ask for help in walking this out. Staying in an attitude of prayer. Maybe you're online. Maybe you're on the podcast. Maybe you're watching this on Facebook afterwards. Or maybe you're sitting in the room right now. Second question I'm supposed to ask. Is there anybody... doesn't know if they're new. All they remember, all they walk in is being this damaged item on the shelf. You're just waiting, hoping to be turned into this brand new creation. Is there anybody in here who doesn't know that they're new? If you're online, shoot us a message. If you're in this room, raise your hand. I want to know how I can pray for you and we can pray together. Church, will you join me in praying? If you're not a new creation, join us in this prayer. And if you are a new creation, you can be made brand new every single day. And so anybody who is this old creation, this old damaged item, so that they know the love that comes when you're a new creation, let's all join together and join me in this prayer as we say, Lord Jesus, we know we're damaged. We know we're broken. We know we're sick sinners and we're separated but I see this love story that you have created I see that you paid full price when I was worthless God I want you to come in to my life and I surrender to you 
please take me through the process and make me brand new. Jesus, save me from my sin, pay my debt, and help me to walk as this new creation. And then when I am this new creation, help me each and every day to learn how to operate in this. God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for your sacrifice. I thank you for your love. God, you left us the greatest love story in history that we get to live out each and every day. I give you all glory, all honor. We say we love you, Lord Jesus, as we thank you and we praise you, God. Keep praying. One last question. I couldn't move on. One last question for you. Anybody in here, maybe not even related to being an old damaged item or a new creation, does anybody in here right now just need some prayer? You just need prayed over. Keep your hand up because I'm going to send some people to you if you're praying. Keep your hands up if you need prayer. Ben and Courtney, do you guys mind? There's some people over here that need some prayer.
happening. Yeah, right here. They have their hands up. Everybody else in here, if you don't need prayer right now, you've got people in your body that do. Pray for them. Jesus right now. I want to pray specifically for our church. Lord Jesus, for the members of this body. God, I pray you will ignite a passion body day. Lord Jesus, I pray that this room will be filled with people who are not afraid of conviction. I pray that this room this church will be filled with those not afraid not afraid of conviction ignited with a passion for you Lord and understand that church is not just Sunday morning Pray, God, that you will fill this room with people willing to reach across the aisle and pray for others. People willing to help each other. I pray, Lord Jesus. that you will take the people of this church to the next step of their journey and their walk with you so the church can take its next step and journey as a church for you.
I pray, Lord Jesus, for next weekend. God, I pray next weekend is something special. I pray next weekend we see you move in a way we've never seen you move before. I pray, Lord, not because I care about the number of people, not because we want to brag about what our church has done, but because we, God, want to brag about you. Lord Jesus, we want to see what you can do to witness your miracles, to witness your new creations. God, that you will bring us souls that we can minister to. That you will bring us people that we can declare your goodness to. God, put people in our paths that we can share your love with. So we can fill this room with those with an ignited passion. So we can fill this room with those that understand tithing. So we can see a financial blessing fall into this church. So we can see people that aren't afraid of conviction. Lord Jesus, I pray you move in this body in ways we've never seen before. God, I give you all glory, all honor, all praise. Everything we do is in your name. And we thank you and praise you, God, for everything. In Jesus' name, I pray. If you are still praying out there, please respect that. I'm going to just ask that everybody take any conversations out to the lobby. If anybody still needs to pray, that that can be, any conversations can be out there. And anybody who still needs to pray can pray in here. But I have nothing else for you. Thank you guys, and I hope you have an amazing week. And we will see you this weekend for what God is going to do.